I want to continue. This is our fifth message on the family. I don't know how far this is going to go today. But next week, hopefully next week, I'm going to be focusing on raising our children. I'm going to be talking about the children, what the children need to know. And if you still have a mama or a papa, you are still a child. Okay, Maybe not to me, but you are their child. And you have to, there's something you need to know about how to take care of uh, your parents. Amen. So today we'll continue God's reason for the family. And we've said the reason God wants the family is for godly seeds. He wants godly seeds raised. Amen. Father, we just want to thank you today. We ask that you speak to our hearts and, and bless us through your word. And increase your grace upon our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to let everyone know this morning that every Christian woman is a virtuous woman. Every Christian woman can be a virtuous woman if that's what you want. The Bible tells us in Proverbs chapter 31 verse 10 through 12, it says, Who can find a virtuous wife? For a worth is far above rubies. The heart of a husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Every Christian woman has a potential to be a virtuous woman. If you're not married, you are, and you need to claim that from the word of God that you are. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from God. So finding a wife is a good thing, man. <laughs> because you can't make it without a wife. So you need to look for a wife. He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Right after I got married, I had that scripture in my mind while we were getting married. And I was going to wait for, to God and say, God, now I have done it. I've found my wife. Where is the favor? I need my favor. Amen. And God means what he says. So, man, after you found that virtuous woman, begin to look for your favor. And I have favor, amen, because of my wife. I've got a lot of blessings. Since my wife came into my life, my life has changed. I can say without a doubt before you, I am a blessed man. I told my wife last night, I am really blessed. I feel very fulfilled because I found a wife. And she is a believer, and she is a virtuous woman. And every one of you, including the young girls, you begin to claim today that you are a virtuous woman, and your man needs to find this good woman that God has set aside. Amen? That's who you are. A Christian woman can be. You can choose not to, but God's made you that kind of person. 
you are virtuous. Ladies, if you're here, say with me, I am a virtuous woman. That's who you are. Your worth is far above rubies. Amen. Your worth, if that's who God has made you, made you, you are far above rubies. Don't just give yourself away to that scum that comes around, you know. <laughs> because he's making himself look. You need to investigate. Because you know your worth, amen. You know who you are. You're not just going to give yourself away to any guy that comes along. You are a virtuous woman. You know your worth. And man, if you find a virtuous woman, what you have in your home is far more than money. And if your focus is money and money and money, you don't know what God's giving to you. You have something more than money living with you in your house if she knows the Lord. Every Christian woman can be, you can choose to be that. Just believe the scriptures. Ask God, how can I be? Show me the way and God will show you that. Amen. He says, the heart of the husband safely trusts her. You are safe to trust your wife. If you're a woman, your husband doesn't trust you, we've got problems here. There's got to be a trust level there. In other words, she can trust you with a bank account. Amen. And he knows you're not going to go out and buy everything that you don't need. <laughs> and he's thinking he has so amount in the bank, but you have been to the mall. And he doesn't have that anymore. So now he's thinking about hiding uh, some account from this woman. What you're doing, you are not being a virtuous woman. He says, the heart of a husband safely, safely trust her. Uh, the wife has to work to that so you get to the place where your husband can trust you with anything. He can trust you when you're out. He can trust you when you come in. He knows. I got a good woman. No matter what. Even if I don't understand what's going on. I got a good woman. I can trust. So no questions. No uh, trying to probe into things. They know I can trust this woman. Safely trust her. And because of that. So he will have no. The Bible says. So he will have no lack of gain amen he just won't have any lack of gain if you have a woman that's a good woman that's serving god things are going to work out for you if you're doing right by your wife and the wife is doing right by the husband things will work out you cannot be in lack in anything in your life, things are going to work out. You may not be there today, but if two of you are working it out, she's been a virtuous woman, you will not lack anything. But look at what I concludes. She does him good. She does him good and not evil. All the days of her life. In other words, she's committed to doing good to this one man. Amen? 
Other men, that's not your business. But this one, every single day, as a wife, you are committed to do him good. You don't want to ever see him feeling like you're not doing him good. Maybe you've made mistakes in the past, but now the scripture is speaking to you, and you're looking for a make, make a commitment to God. God, when you bring this man to me, when he's found me, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to commit myself, not to him, but to God, <coughs> to do him good every single day of my life. When you do that, when you make that commitment in your heart, guess who you honor? You honor him. And he will anoint you with the grace to do just that. But if you have made up your mind, it's going to go according to what he does, then you are not what the Bible refers to as a virtuous woman. You can label yourself whatever you like, but you're not. In God's book, you're not. Because if you are, you are committed to do good to him all the days of his life. Whether he's acting right or he's not acting right. If he decides to live while you are acting right, that's his business. That's his loss. Let him go. And God will bring your boas. Amen. God will bring your boas. That's just the way it works. Let me tell you, the word of God works. Amen. We're not just coming just to read some things to make us feel good. God stands by his words. And if you stay with God's word and you don't back up, the word will make you. Everything you see in the universe is held together by God's word. Everything is held together. The sun, the moon, the stars, everything together. And this word, the word of God will make you and hold you and keep you. You may not understand how, but that's not your business. Just trust him. He'll take care of you. That's the virtuous woman. Young ladies, make up your mind. This is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. When that man comes into my life, that's what I'm going to do. Now in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 through 24, it says, Wives, submit to your own husband as to the Lord. And we talk about submission. Submission is really respect. The greatest need of a man is for his wife to respect him. When you don't respect your husband, you're really hurting him in a way that you don't know. You make him lose self-confidence. Not only at home, but even at work. He doesn't know what to do because you're constantly doing things to make him feel he is not up to the man that he is. Saying to him, why don't you be a man? He's already a man. Why do you have to tell him that? He knows he's a man. So what you're saying, he's not quite a man. There's something wrong with him. And you keep saying it. Before long, he begins to believe it. And you don't want your husband asking, ask, acting like a lady in the home. You won't have that either. So why do you keep telling him that? So but that's what's going on in the house. Be a man. Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? 
You're not, you're not a real man. Real men do this. How come you're a woman and you know what a real man is supposed to be? Maybe you should have been warned yourself. How can you tell what a real man is supposed to be when you're a woman? You don't know how the man thinks. The key thing is respect. You need to respect the man. Even when you, he knows he's acting... Uh, <laughs> how many men know when they're acting silly, they already know. You don't have to tell them. <laughs> he knows he's not acting right. But when he's still being treated right, he knows, I don't deserve what I'm getting from this woman. Amen? I don't deserve this. And before long, he begins to rethink. Maybe he hears something in the office. And he starts thinking, boy, if I lose this woman, I'm finished. Amen? This church thing is really good because uh, uh, she's really nice to me, even though I've been really ugly. That's what it says. Your submission or the respect, listening to him, doing what he says, even when it doesn't make sense. And you let him know it doesn't make sense. You're my husband. What you say, that's what I'm going to do. He knows it doesn't make sense. He backfires and he feels like a fool. But doesn't know how to apologize. But you're still nice to him. Amen. And you're really cutting him down. You know how to cut a tree down? <laughs> you keep walking, right? Slowly. Before long, he begins. The tree goes, okay. You keep treating him with respect <laughs> that's what i meant you know for the woman for the man respect means love amen so you love him to the point where he just falls over amen the bible says wives submit to your own husband as to the lord that means it's like the lord the lord's not going to tell you to do something bad Amen? You respect him, but if he tells you to do something silly, that's sinful, you don't have to listen to him. Amen? I just let you know, I'll listen to you about every other thing, but this one, uh-uh. That's against him, I'm not doing that. Speak up. But it's as to the Lord. Then he tells you why. For the husband is the head of the wife. As also Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body therefore just as the church is subject to christ so let the wives be to their own husband in everything how many things everything respect your husband in everything the husband is the head of the home. <coughs> when God comes in to deal with the family, if there's something wrong in the family, the one he goes to is not the wife, he goes to the husband. That's the way God is. Because he's the head of the home. But notice what he says, the husband is like Christ in the home. In other words, the husband is the savior of the body the husband is the savior of the body jesus is what the head of the church the husband is the savior 
of the body. That means if there's a sacrifice to be made so that the family can stand and the family can be successful, the sacrifice has to come from who? The Savior. You are the one to sacrifice for the family. So everybody in the home is comfortable. Jesus gave his life for the body. That's we. He gave his life for us. The husband should be willing to give himself for the wife because he is the savior of the body. If there's a sacrifice to be made in the home, the husband is the one to make that sacrifice. If food is cast in the home and someone has to go without eating, guess who is going to go to bed hungry? He shouldn't be the wife. The husband should go to bed without food and let everybody else eat. You are the savior of the house. You are the one to make the sacrifice. If someone has to die, let it be you. It's a silly thing if somebody is attacking your home and the, wife, the husband is hiding behind the wife. <laughs> because he doesn't want to die. You are not the head of the home. You should be the one to make the sacrifice. You are the spiritual head of the home. You have no right because you are the Savior. You have no right to say you are the head of the home unless you are the spiritual head of the home. I'm tired of hearing women talking about working so hard to get their husbands to church. You are a man, you, you, you go to church with your wife, you don't know your scriptures, you're asking your wife, uh, where is that scripture again? You are not the head of that home in God's mind. You don't pray, your wife is the one forcing you to church, one day God is going to require that from you. You need to realize God considers you the head of the home and you are a spirit, you live in the body, and you have a soul. And in the house, there is the head and there is the body. You are the head, your wife and the children, the body. And if you are not the spiritual head, then you are not fulfilling the duty that God gave to you as a man. And you cannot rightly claim that you are the head of your home. That's when men abuse their wives, claiming to, you got to respect me. I am the head of the home. You must submit to me. Submit to what? You are not a spiritual head. You have no right to even ask for submission. You have no right. Jesus can ask for submission from the church because he gave himself both spiritually in every way so that it can be well for the family. That's us. So he can demand submission. When you are not the head, you don't go to church, your wife's the one that's forcing you, you don't read the Bible, you, don't, you are not a priest in your home, you don't pray for your family, your children don't ever see you pray. What kind of a man is that? If there is a God, your children haven't seen you praying, what kind of a man do you claim to be before God? As the head of the home. Every one of us is going to appear before God in judgment. I don't care who you are. You can argue with me. But one day you're going to face him. 
and he's going to tell you, I gave those, that woman and those children to you. And what did you do? You didn't raise me godly seed. You were not a spiritual head in your home. You left that for your wife. And that's not the job of the wife. Amen? It's your job to pattern spiritual things for your children. You're the head. You are the savior of the body. Before you ask for submission and respect, <laughs> respect the one who gave you the family and treat the family right. You must be the encourager in your home. You must be the encourager, the one to encourage everybody in the home, your wife, everybody. You must be decisive. Jesus was, amen. You know where you're going. You know where you're taking your family. You sit down and you talk. This is where we're going. This is what God's going to do for us. When trouble comes, you're there. That's what God expects of the man. It's not a difficult thing to do. All you have to do is say, God, I'm willing. And once you say you're willing, he anoints you. God doesn't call you to do anything without anointing you. If he calls you to be a king, he anoints you with the king's anointing. If he calls you to be a husband, he anoints you with the husband's anointing. Saying, I don't know how to do this, don't make sense. You can talk to him and he'll download all the information you need. Amen. But you have to be ready to get the download. Amen. Until you click, you don't get download, right? You got to click and let the download come in. And then you know what to do and how to lead your family around. So you're there making the decision. You know, God is giving you a, an awesome responsibility. And you have to take it seriously. Your family is the first place of ministry. There is no way going out and preaching to others when you can't preach to your wife. You can't preach to your children. They know not to take you seriously. <laughs> You're not the head of the home. You know Solomon? Solomon had an awesome responsibility. You know? He said, God, you're giving me all of this. God said, now Solomon, ask anything and I'm going to give it to you. Ask anything. And Solomon thought, wow, good. I've been waiting for you to tell me this. That's me. <laughs> and Solomon said, God, you know, I got all these people, and I'm their head. He said, I need some download from heaven. Amen? Give me some download of wisdom. I need the wisdom so I can, with wisdom, govern these people and then see prosperity in their lives. That's the duty of the husband. <coughs> Excuse me. That's the duty. Because you are the head. You are like the king in your home, amen? You're not going to abuse everybody, but what you're seeking is the peace and prosperity of everyone in your home. And so as the priest of the home, you go, or the king, you go to him, just like Solomon did. He said, God, I can't run these people. I don't have the wisdom. I need you to give me some wisdom from heaven. So I can govern them right. 
so that they can be comfortable. He wasn't asking comfort for himself, right? He was asking comfort for the people of God. I need comfort for them, and you need to give me that wisdom to do that so that they can be comfortable and they can prosper. And God said, you asked a good thing. You didn't ask for money, I'll give you that too. Amen? If a husband asks for that, guess what God's going to say? <laughs> That's a good thing you ask. You didn't ask for money, I'll give you that too. Amen? And your home will be prosperous. But you got to take it seriously. I have to lead my family aright. I have to do what is right. And I need wisdom from God. I am the savior of the home. When things go right, wrong in the home, and your wife is down, and everybody's having difficulty, your kids are wondering, you're standing, you tell your wife, don't worry. The savior is here. Whatever it takes, I'm going to do. I will make the sacrifice. So somehow, our family will be okay. That's the real man. That's the real man. That's the man God is looking for. That's the man God will walk through. And he'll make your family great. When you're willing to make the sacrifice. Because you are the Savior. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25 through 27, it says, Husband, love your wives. Just as Christ also loved the church. And gave himself for her. That he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the water by the word. That he might pre uh, present her to himself, a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing. But that she should be holy and without blemish. Any woman will respond positively to love. Amen? It don't matter how bad. Man, any woman... You see, when God says to, for the man to love, that's the instrument he has given to you to make a glorious woman out of your wife love any woman no matter how bad she's been will respond to love love is the key just as respect is what god has given to the woman for her husband god has given love to the, for the husband towards his wife to make her a glorious woman. And for the woman, respect to make him the savior. They feed on each other. The more love you give, the more love you give to your wife, the more love you shower on your wife, the more respect you get. The more respect you get. And the more respect you get from the wife, the more respect and honor than what you get. The more love. Both of them have to be there for the family to be successful. If one is missing, that family is going down. A house divided against itself, the Bible says, 
will not stand. You need those two instruments in every home if that home is to be successful. There must be genuine love from the husband towards his wife. And there must be genuine respect coming from the woman towards the husband. If they do that, then Christ, who is the head, will be comfortable in that home. And in everywhere he is present. You walk on gold. Amen. When he shows up, everything becomes gold-plated. Have you read about the temple? Amen. Have you read about the temple? The temple of God? Everything is gold-plated. Everything, the altar, the incense, everywhere. He wants gold. And if he's comfortable in your home, guess what will come to your home? <laughs> gold. This is as easy as just showing the principles. This word is our roadmap to success. I said on Wednesday, I don't see some of you on Wednesday night, but I said on Wednesday, Success is God's idea. Prosperity is God's idea. He even gives us how to be successful. Why? He wants you to be successful. He wants your family to be successful. He wants the other families around you talking about how blessed your family is. That's what he means. You are the light of the world and the salt of the earth. If those two elements are not present... That house is going down. Because the house is divided against itself. And a house divided against itself will not stand. Husband, love your wives. As Christ loves the church. You are the savior of your family. And wives, you need to respect your husband. Honor your husband. As the church also. And when that's present, that's the place God wants to be. He wants to live with you. Amen? Not just in your heart, but in your home as well. But if there is no love between the husband and the wife, and there is no respect, there's always bickering and complaining and fighting and yelling. That is back home again. The kids like, Roaches with lights on. They go back into their room in the hide because this crazy man is back home. He's going to be yelling and screaming. Nobody is comfortable. The wife wants to go out. God says, I can't stay here. <laughs> crazy home. They're all crazy. All of them. And before long, you see it in the kids. They are as crazy as mama and papa as well crazy family have you seen family like that <laughs> they're all crazy all of them all of them crazy but when you take in god's word and, and you can do that today all you have to do is god i'm ready forgive me i made a mistake in the past i'm going to change my heart today god please i need help from heaven Give me the power to be able to respect my husband. And, and no matter, yes, oh, he does some crazy stuff, God, but I need grace from heaven. I, I want to respect him because, just because you said so. Amen? And then, husband, oh, please help me. I want to love my wife. Put that in my heart. 
and start in your journey. And God will bless. Amen. You respect and love your wife. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I have so much that I want to speak, say, so much that I have. And today, so much. It says about love. Husbands, please listen to me. This is what the word says. <coughs> love suffers long and is kind. This is what God, every woman will respond to agape. That's unconditional love. That's the love of Jesus towards us. Every woman will respond positively and will respect you because you are loving just like the Savior. In other words, if you leave me, I'm finished. Amen? I don't know what I'd do without Jesus in my life. Huh? My wife has to feel that way. If he's gone, I'm going to be all confused. Why? Because of the love. Amen? I can live without light. I can live without love. It's life-giving. That's what it says. Love is patient and is kind. He suffers love and is kind. Love does not envy. I've seen situations where a man is jealous of his wife. <laughs> and the other way around, he's stupid. That's your wife, amen? If he's okay with her, he's okay with you. You got a virtuous woman, there's no need to compete. Love does not parade itself. He says, I'm the man. Without me, you'll be nothing. Uh, who are you? If you follow that trend, let God take that woman from you. You'll find out. You'll find out you're really nothing. It's better to think, to humble yourself so that God can walk through you. Oh, I am the provider. I do all of these great things. Oh, you're doing just your job. What God's giving you, there's nothing more. You don't have to have a big head about it. Humble yourself so that God can promote you and your, your wife as well and your children. Your children are watching. How you treat your mother, their, their mother. I tell you what. The best gift a man can give to his children is to love their, his wife. The greatest gift that a man can provide for his kids. Not money. Not inheritance. But love for your wife. When they see that, they feel very secure. And I tell you, somebody asked me one time, he says, Pastor, do you ever have a fight with your wife, Angela? I said, no. I have died and I've gone to heaven. We have fights. We don't have as much fights anymore. We hardly have fights anymore. But the early days, we had problems, fights. I didn't realize this. Every time you are not showing love in the home and you're quarreling, guess what's happening to the kids? You are making them more and more insecure. More and more insecure. And when uh, there is no foundation, uh, these kids are not going to be built. 
You're selfish. You're doing your own things, wanting your own ways, yelling and screaming in the house because you want your way. You want, I'm the man of the home, and you're yelling, and it's crazy. The kids are feeling so insecure. They know what's going on in the country. They see what's happening in divorced homes. They talk to their friends in school that, are div- that came from divorced homes and the pain that their friends have. And they see what's happening, the quarreling, the lack of love, and the yelling, slamming of doors, and all of that crazy stuff. That you don't, you won't do that in church. You only do that at home where you think God is not watching. He sees you. You do all of that. But I remember, I can never forget this. One time, some time ago, it's been a while, Angela and I were at it. And my daughter Grace wrote something, and she loved, you know, something to me. Love you, Daddy. And she added, I am glad that both of you will never be divorced. Do you know, that was a big message for me. You know what I mean? As little as she was, she was already thinking about that. And I think just the little fighting, bickering, he's making her think, I know my friends, I don't want that for you, Mama, Papa. In other words, please, listen, I don't want that. That's what she was saying. You don't know what you're doing to your family when you do that. And you're not showing love. You're hurting everybody, including your own life. And you pay for it here in this world and in the world to come. So you need to love. Love, verse 5, does not behave rudely. You You are not rude to your wife. You know, rude to your wife. Some people just talk, just, it doesn't matter what comes out of their mouth. They just speak to their wife. I was in a situation just recently where I saw a man talk to his wife. I, I, I almost cried. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I couldn't believe a man would say words like that right there to his wife in, in my face. And I am this person's pastor. I couldn't believe this. This is a Christian man. That's why I felt God telling me, you need to preach this message to them. I'm coming soon. Not everybody who says, Lord, Lord, is going to make it. I was shocked. You're rude to your wife. You call her names. You even call her the B word and all of that. You should never, that should never come out of your mouth. As a Christian person, how could that happen? I'm not saying this man said that, but there were things that he said in my entire Christian life. I've never seen anything like it. I was so shocked. I was speechless. I didn't know what to say. I've never seen wickedness in that, in that level. It was, it, was, it was terrible. I don't want to be your pastor. No, don't want to be your pastor. I want to use my Bible and just, a big one, and just smack you. uh, And then I'll repent later. That's madness. Love is never rude. Amen? If you're rude to your wife, you're not the Savior. And certainly you are not the head of your home. You're not. You may have a good reason why you should be rude. (laughs) With God, there are never good reasons. Amen? He told you and you must listen. 
Love never fails. If you love your wife, even if she's bad, in your own opinion, she'll change. And she'll start respecting you. She'll start respecting you. Love never fails. You bear all things. You believe all things. You know, believe all things means to trust. You know what that means? <laughs> you just trust. If you love, you trust. This, when a person tells me, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I don't believe that, preacher. I don't believe this. I don't believe that. And what do you really believe? And what the next thing I know, you are not a Christian. <laughs> because if you love, love believes what? All things. Until you are given a reason not to believe. I trust people. It's just the way it is. My wife says, you trust people. I mean, it's over. You're overboard with your trust. But that's the way I want it to be. You trust until you give you a reason not to trust them. And then you begin to calculate and decide, how am I going to work with this distrust so I can win? Amen? That's what it is. So I can win. Love never fails. Next week, because I'm going to stop here, I'm going to talk about how the husband must be the sanctifier of his wife. Amen? And the one who washes his wife. Stand up with me this morning. Excuse me. We've heard a lot today. And I believe God has spoken to your heart. Young men, young men, married men, fathers, women, young women. God has touched your heart today. You feel like you've made a mistake in the past, but you are going to make things right from now on. God helping you. Amen? Would you join me here up front? Now, this is usually the key because everybody's looking at it and say, I don't want them to think I made a mistake. You liar. You made a mistake. <laughs> Join me here. Join me here. You want things right in your home and you want God to bless your home. You need to be up here. If you've been used to saying unkind words, that will never work. That's not healing words. You need to learn to start saying healing words that will change people's lives. Sometimes it's, it's okay to, see, to speak on what you know in the natural. But it's always good to go where God is because that's where there is life. That's where there is peace. If you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want Jesus as your Lord and Savior, please join me here. Join me here. We need to pray together. Angela, you want to come, please? Thank you, Jesus. I want you to uh, place, place your hand on your chest. Possible. And then speak to God in the sanctuary of your mind.
where he is with you. Ask him for forgiveness and for healing that will come this very hour because God is here to confirm his word and to bring peace and prosperity to your home. And if the mistake is nothing that you can correct, then God has a beautiful future for you. And he's going to bring that to pass. Father, I thank you for your people today as they stand before you. We are grateful for your word, the roadmap of life, to teach us the way to walk. Today we repent before you, our God, and we say, Lord God, that we are sorry that we've made wrong decisions, we've spoken wrong words, we've acted badly, but you are a merciful God. You are a gracious God. And you said, whatever we ask in your name, you do it. You said you will forgive us if we ask for forgiveness. And you will restore us. You will put our sins away from us as far as the east is from the west. And you will give us a new day, a new beginning, so that all things might be made right. And it will be the Lord's doing. It's marvelous in our sight, O God. Let it be for every family that is standing, for every person that is standing before me here and before you, O God. Let your great blessings and your grace be multiplied upon their lives. Let them feel your presence even from this very hour in their homes and in their lives, in their family. Let them feel the grace of God multiplied upon them. Thank you, Father, for a new day for a new beginning for your children. Oh, how you love us. Oh, how you love us. We're grateful to you. Mend the broken relationships. Reverse the things that could be reversed and bring goodness to us, to everyone that's standing before you today. I thank you for your great mercy. Now look, everyone who's up here, you are forgiven. Amen. You are forgiven. And God's grace is upon your life. We cannot make it without God's grace. There are things that's going to be happening in your situation that will amaze you. I speak that prophetically. Because God, because you were sincere to Him today, you have opened up a channel of grace through which God can work and bring peace and goodness, mercy into your life. And I speak that to everyone that is in our congregation this morning, that peace will be in your home, that prosperity will come to you in an unusual way, and that if there's fighting in your home, God will release that and make it good, pleasant. May his Holy Spirit be with you in your home. And if you're feeling less than whom God created you to be today because of your mistakes or because of what you think about yourself, first thing you need to do is forgive yourself. God accepts you just the way you are. Some things that happen to you 
you didn't call for them they came amen but god is a merciful god it could be a channel through which god is taking you to your destiny and you just don't know it so don't beat yourself over it tell him thank you god i don't know what's going on but i believe you and that you love me amen close your eyes can you tell him that even if you don't understand, if you have some confusion in your life today, the Lord's speaking to you. Tell him you don't know, you don't understand, but you know that he loves you and he's making a way for you and that all is going to be well. All is going to be well. Father, thank you for your people. That's why we come to you because we're nothing without you. That's why we came to worship so that your goodness will follow us all the days of our lives according to your word. Reach out to your people by the power of your Holy Spirit. Mend lives and build families to become great. In Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen.